I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones, and this is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. There's a common misperception in many parts of the world that society is improving. Hey, we don't draw and quarter people in the public square anymore, goes that common wisdom. We've got central heating and watch on demand. Yeah, we do. We've also got very sophisticated killing machines. And for all our vaunted technological forensic wizardry, there are still some disturbingly unanswered questions about 9-11. I could make a strong case for us not advancing much at all in some fundamental aspects of what it means to be human, especially if we compare ourselves to the first humans described in the folklore of all peoples on Earth. Development of society from misery to relative abundance for all is more than a misconception. It's wrong in a fundamental sense because we come hardwired for peace and justice and goodness, and the hows and whys we act against that basic programming deserve more consideration. We're good, but choose to act bad is very different from we're bad, but we're getting better. Why a better society isn't happening today on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Our programs on the Stop Radio Network are available 24-7 now through iTunes radio stations, on our site at stopradio.org, and through the nifty TuneIn app, downloadable free to your smartphone. We've been featuring some of our older Thinking with Somebody Else's Head programs recently, so much good material is available in our many programs done since late 2006. And uh, we have over 500,000 downloads now of the individual podcasts, but our station has many other elements too, like uh, excerpts from Norberto Kepi's books and various ads and promotional pieces about our work here that I'm hopeful you'll tune into our full station as well as just downloading the podcast. That's the Stop Radio Network. Well, I made reference to 9-11 in the intro to the show, and maybe this needs more explanation. The questions raised about the official story are pretty compelling in a well-done documentary produced by the Architects and Engineers for 9-11 Truth Group, a large and loosely confederated group of technical professionals who raise many significant questions about the official 9-11 story. Not the U.S. government engineered 9-11 as a false flag to take away our human rights type of questions, although that taking away rights part and lumping any questioners of the official 9-11 story in with the terrorists are extremely disturbing. No, this group is focused on the official building collapse story, and they make a compelling technical case that the official story has big holes in it. It's pretty compelling viewing, and it will shine a light on a massive question. How, in the massive information frenzy, that accompanies acts of atrocity, particularly in the U.S., can we be left with so many essential questions? And even more important, how can those questions from such reputable sources be so ignored by a free media? It's enough to turn any thinking man, woman, or child into a conspiracy theorist, isn't it? Then we have Dr. Steve Pechnik, a former Deputy Secretary of State for three presidents, saying, stressing, in fact, that Osama bin Laden died in late 2001 of kidney disease. So what's with this Rambo-like raid in Pakistan in 2011 and the surreptitious dumping of the supposed bin Laden's body into the ocean? Isn't that as crazy as shipping the World Trade Center debris, crime scene debris, by the way, to China? 
I just have the sinking conviction that we're not getting the story of what's going on from our media or government officials, or maybe any officials for that matter. Our channels of information, our institutions, all seem so corrupted that we have to take a step back and reconsider all this. Now, I know we Canadians are big believers in our government and uh, political officials, so this is a hard one. And I'm not advocating belief in whatever conspiracy theories are out there, but I do subscribe to the notion that something is going on in the secret society meetings, the Bilderbergers, the Council on Foreign Relations, the Round Tables, and the Bank of International Settlements, that we're not hearing about. And the official stories of these tragic events seem orchestrated to further their New World Order agenda than serve truth and justice. So let's keep our eyes open. When we come back, let's dig in a little bit more with Dr. Claudia Bernhard-Pasheko and see if we can discover why a better society isn't happening. More to come when Thinking with Somebody Else's Head returns. Home to Thinking with Somebody Else's Head, Healing Through Consciousness, Analyzing the 1%, and The Conscious Company. This is the Stop Radio Network. The most original, contemporaneous writer in the world today, says the National Scientific Research Center in France. A genuine contributor to the intellectual treasury of civilization, says former U.S. Ambassador Joseph Gogassian. For these times of uncertainty and conflict comes a work of extraordinary vision, hope, and moral clarity. Brazilian psychoanalyst and social scientist Norberto Kepi writes with wisdom and authority about the things that really matter. How to heal illness, how inverted science is leading the destruction of nature, and what to do about it. Finding spirituality within, structuring a truly just society. There are more than 3,000 books published worldwide every day. None are more important than these. The Books of Norberto Kepi. Trilogical Science, leading us to a new world. A divine society here on Earth. Kind of sounds like something cooked up by dreamers and mystics, doesn't it? An impossible dream. Well, not really. This coming July, an international group of scientists, thought leaders, and activists will gather for a week in the beautiful Brazilian countryside at the 19th International Conference of Analytical Trilogy to explore breakthroughs in the practical application of science, technology, and sustainable development emerging from the Science of Analytical Trilogy, founded by Dr. Norberto Arkepi. At the heart of the event will be demonstrations and new discoveries concerning the Kepi motor, a revolutionary, energy-saving motor which is up to 90% more efficient than traditional motors. You'll also explore the secrets and wide applicability of capturing and rescuing free and clean energy by tapping into a metaphysical dimension that's been ignored or misunderstood by contemporary science. You're invited to join us for the 19th International Conference of Analytical Trilogy, July 6th through 13th in Camuquira, Brazil. For more information, visit icat.ws. Hi, my name is Thorne, and I love listening to the Stop Radio Network. It helps me to start off my day in a really good mode. The most relevant conversations in the world today are on the Stop Radio Network. Our program is thinking with somebody else's head. We are on the Stop Radio Network at stopradio.org. 
And uh, we're doing lots of very nice things on our radio station recently, including uh, some excerpts from Dr. Kepi's amazing books uh, read by Susan Berkeley. Those are new features that we're, we're having in there. Uh, Gilbert Gambucci has been producing his show on analyzing the 1%. And we have our old programs, Claudia Bernhard-Bersheko and I, our old programs called Healing Through Consciousness, where we took phone calls from people and tried to help them with specific issues. That's a fascinating program. That's available in the archive section on our radio station. And, of course, our signature program, Thinking with Somebody Else's Head, which we haven't done for a couple of weeks, and we're we're back to that now. So Claudia is with me again. And, uh, Claudia, I just wanted to give you a starting place here. I was I was very interested in the situation in Boston yesterday. Mm-hmm. We have a dear friend who lives in Before Boston. Before anything, good morning. Uh, good morning. <laughs> good morning, you. you. <laughs> dear no, 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 no. <laughs> have yes. you forgotten your English? Yes. No, no. I have been not talking for three weeks yeah. with you here, right? Yeah, that's right. Okay, so good morning or good day yeah. to our listeners. Very nice. Uh, yes, I was uh, quite interested in the situation in Boston because these mm-hmm. kinds of uh, – we've been sort of expecting something to happen. I've been sort of expecting something to happen for some time now. And yeah. now there's this these uh, two, two, at least two explosions and perhaps other bombs that were diffused in time. Yeah, but, but I was mostly impressed or interested in, in Obama's presentation yesterday. And I say presentation rather than speech because it's like a – planned or organized sort of way of speaking, you know, these guys have uh, both Bush after 9-11 and Obama after this. But I was struck mostly by the sort of uh, admission they always have in these situations that we will get to the bottom of this. Mm -hmm. We will find out who has done this and we will bring them to justice. This kind of rhetoric is what always happens and i was struck i felt uncomfortable mm-hmm. with this presentation and i was analyzing why did i feel kind of depressed actually mm-hmm. after this everybody feels like that isn't it i, I think because I, we we can like sense that there are much more things hidden behind all these scenes and all this like a theater and putting bombs here and there right. and then afterwards doing what they do yeah. right exactly this you know we don't know because you know he said we we will get to the bottom of it and i thought no you won't you didn't get to the bottom of 911 they never got to the bottom of kennedy's assassination and they, they we don't even we are not even sure whether this body that they pretended was osama bin laden body we don't even we are not even sure exactly. if this Osama bin Laden was really him. Yeah, there was a, a interesting video that Will was showing me yesterday. Will Lajeunesse was showing me from I don't know two thousand five or six. I think one of the deputy secretaries of state of the United States was saying that Osama bin Laden died long before they reported that he had died, and you know these kinds of things you know there's a lot of garbage out there in this conspiracy theory i totally understand that but there are so many questions about unanswered unanswered questions and fundamental questions that we have the feeling i think that these guys are speaking but they're not saying anything and that there's nothing they're going to say that's going to help us to understand the world that we live in we know that and this is official united states debt is 
16 trillion, 16 right? 16 trillion. So this is this is a fact. Yeah. And we also know that they are not having any program or any possibility of paying back or paying being how do you say this in English? <laughs> paying the debt. Paying the debt. <laughs> It's going to be impossible. And how will United States government and people handle this totally bankrupt situation. So this is something. This is a fact. Yes. And we see they don't get to anywhere because they are, they can't go anywhere. They don't. They are in a dead end situation. Yeah. And instead of facing this, they create wars. They create rumors of war. Yeah. <laughs> and they create. Terrorist attacks, and they create this, and they create that. But they take away rights. They create uh, the NDAA and the the Patriots Act that take away the rights of people to to even protest or to even fight against this. Terrible. So it's isn't it? obvious, isn't it? Yeah, it's obvious. So I went for some consolation to Norberto Kepi, as I mm -hmm. often do. Uh, in this, his book, Work and Capital. He says, right at the beginning, he says, I have long been aware of how difficult it is to single out humanity's one greatest problem. I wrote various books focusing on psychopathology and psychosomatic disorders and others on spirituality, philosophy, the history of thought, sociology, politics, and economy. Enormous breadth of work he does. But he goes on to say, yet the topic that is arousing the most enthusiasm and bringing about a psychosocial transformation is this last one, which deals with what I've termed sociopathology. I believe that I've now hit upon the central difficulty of the human species, the central cause of neurosis and of psychological and social imbalance. This question of sociopathology has a graphic here that, that shows this sociopathology driving society and organizing the economic structure, political structure, religious structure, and scientific structure, and then the human psychopathology being affected in yes. large part by this. Yes. So maybe we, I thought maybe we could, let's try to focus some of Dr. Kepi's work in this area to bring some real hope to people that there is a science out there that explains and actually gives us a way to understand the world. Exactly, Jones. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, and I'm sure this new world order that they are planning yeah. is like a new world disorder because this is what we see more and more and more, right? Yeah. So disorder here and there and, and famine and, and ecological destruction and injustice And the only uh, sociological initiatives you see, you see a few here and there um, in terms of uh, NGOs, not all, because m many NGOs are a cover-up for non-ethical attitudes, but there are a few NGOs and individuals that are trying to make the difference. But the more ethical they are, the less support they get in yeah. what they do. So we see that we have very little hope if we don't get back to the root of what happens all over. And the root lies within the mind, if you want to say, 
the mind of people. If you if you don't want to mention the inner lives or the souls of people, if we consider also the transcendent or spiritual dimension of humanity, we cannot leave this apart because theology and beliefs is uh, like most of what make people do their choices, is the reason people do their choices in reality. Either if they do on, like, because they have a faith in a God or a faith in, in, um, in a philosophy, if they have even a faith uh, in, in, in some ideology. So faith is behind anything or everything. Faith is behind everything. Yeah. So it, if it's a correct faith or a, a false faith, a fake faith, <laughs> but faith is behind anything. You must believe in something yeah. in order to wake up in the morning, go to work. Yeah. You must believe. They've shown this even with even in things as simple as athletics, Claudia, that people who believe, doesn't matter what they believe is true or not, if they believe in something, they have more force to yeah. in, to confront the difficulties and problems it takes to, to play competitive sports, even at that level. So. And if you have a belief in something that is real, even better, because then you will not get the disillusion, you will not get weak after a time, yeah. you will have this reinforcement, the good uh, reinforcement of what you do and what you believe. And I think what I'd like to say about this, Claudia, is that in all of this that's going on in the world, all of these difficulties and problems that are that are happening in the world, we can see that... Uh, Many people, although they know something's wrong, are not questioning it at the fundamental level that you're talking about now. And I think this is what's most worrying to me, Yeah, is that I see that people say, well, yes, I know there's this problem and that problem and this is not good and that's not good. But somehow it's going to be okay. And uh, I was considering with uh, in our, my business class last night from Dr. Kepi's book about why humanity is not healthy. And uh, because the, our basic system of life is dishonest. And I think we really need to, as human beings, we need to face up to that fact that we have led ourselves to a place that is insupportable, non-sustainable. It's like the dead end. We're re- literally at the dead end. We can't go any further. How can you help us to, to put a perspective on that a little bit better, that we have reached the end of a way of being? We have to make some significant fundamental changes, don't we? I think that uh, we have to bring here to the surface the intention that Kepi always had to waken up the individuals, to bring consciousness. Now let's speak a little bit about what this uh, author, Leonard Mlodinov, is writing on Subliminar, his book. Yes. And everybody's speaking about this, that 95% of what people do, they do in an unconscious level. Right. And just 5% is linked to the cognition or cognitive uh, capacity or conscious capacity. So let's go back to this concept that the brain is what leads the mind and not the other way around. And this is inverted. So when Kepi mentions in his books for so long time already that people don't use their brains properly, that people are mostly unconscious of what they do, 95% of humanity is unconscious of the true reasons 
of what they do, the choices they do, the reasons they do, the choices they make. So all this Kepi have been writing about, and this Modlinov now is explaining this, uh, starting from the inductive um, scientific attitude of uh, starting from the brain and mapping the brain and going to the mind, from the lesser to the bigger. The same mistake everybody's making. Yeah, so he's verifying, in fact, and this is useful, that most of the choices people do, they do in, uh, under a subliminal... Uh, um, so subliminal motivation. Yeah, yeah. Not conscious, not to their conscious mind. Yes. But this is not a, a, something that should be like this or must be like this. Because there is a variation, a very large variation between some people, one one person from for from one person to the other person, how much they use of their cortex or their cognitive brain or conscious brain, and so what I'm trying to bring here, Richard, is that people don't want to have consciousness of anything; they want to be unconscious. They want to be alienated. They, they, they don't use properly their brain. And that's why more and more our brains are becoming like, like animal brains. We are becoming more and more like monkeys and not the other way around because we use less and less our brains and our consciousness. So there are some movements or some methods that are being launched lately in an attempt to bring more consciousness to people. Let's get to that in a sec, Claudia. I, just, okay. I want to take a break here because uh, I want to make sure people have an opportunity to listen to the various promos that we do in between our programs, and this is important too. Uh, because we have a conference coming up, we have very important books and information about those will come up in our break. And we'll be back in just a moment on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network to continue this discussion of consciousness <laughs> and the so-called unconsciousness. And Kepi's views on this are really really earth-shattering. Back in just a moment on Thinking with Somebody Else's Head. Tuesday in New York, and Gwen's headache is now five days old. <laughs> Wednesday in London, and Ronald's left the hospital for the streets again. It's Thursday in Mogadishu, and angry students are protesting against corruption. Whether the illness is physical, psychological, or social, Roberto Kepi's The Origin of Illness is a book that gets to the bottom of it and offers a solution. Roberto Kepi's landmark book, The Origin of Illness, available now on Amazon. From the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil, this is the Stop Radio Network. In the United States, there is a hidden government. In 1985... Norberto Kepi published an explosive analysis of the pathology of power. The new world order that they are trying to implant goes totally against ethical principles. 28 years later, Liberation of the People is still the most relevant book available that exposes our inverted socioeconomic structure and who's responsible for it. They are like sharks and you are like fishes in an ocean. The people's reaction to Kepi's book was enthusiastic. The powerful hated it. They were able to do a master cover-up. Roberto Kepi's book was buried, and the warning went out to the media. You are never, ever to mention the work of Norberto Kepi. Now, Norberto Kepi's timely book is available again. For your free download of Norberto Kepi's Liberation of the People, go to liberationofthepeople.org. The program is Thinking with Somebody Else's Head on the Stop Radio Network. 
Here's your host, Rich Jones, and special guest, Dr. Claudia Bernhard Pacheco. We are back. The program is thinking with somebody else's head on the Stop Radio Network. My name is Richard Lloyd-Jones. I'm with Claudia Bernhard Pacheco, and I, I always hesitate to cut you off, Claudia, because you launch into these things that are so fascinating. But I know that the thought that you're going to embark on now is going to take some time, so I wanted to make sure we had this full block to develop this idea. So you're, you're talking about the new techniques or the new ideas that are around in psychological, neurological science about consciousness. Yeah. So in Portuguese, they say consciência plena. Probably in English, they say plain consciousness or total consciousness. Complete consciousness. Complete consciousness. Consciência plena, consciência total. So, but this is not so. This is just a part of it because people are encouraging people to stop like acting like in a robotic way automatic way as if they turn on yeah. this push a button and react and, and how do you say this in in english when you turn a key when you drive your car and yeah, you just you drive on auto- automatic in pilot yeah, like a automatic, automatic pilot yeah you're on cruise control yeah. you you you're that's not even thinking that's, that's how we live that's how we live so yeah. we go like running fast towards Somewhere that we don't even know where or what. (laughs) Or running away from. Running away from something. So this is what Cappy says. And this is very important because when we want to bring us back to consciousness, we must go to inside our inner lives, stop a little bit and think, what am I feeling now? What am I thinking now? But not only this. How am I breathing or how am I my body doing? No. But also, what am I feeling? What am I thinking? And what the purpose of what am I thinking or feeling? What is the cause, the deeper causes? Metaphysical questions. In order to have full consciousness or total consciousness, one must go to the metaphysical level, the deep philosophical level, which are, which is to look for the primal causes of things. Not only to stay here and now, but go behind and see why and why and why. You know, so this courage to look the plain truth, the total truth, this requires a lot of sure. honesty, ethics, and courage. And, and, and I think it takes this, uh, you mentioned, I think, a theological perspective at the beginning, because if we're if we're looking at our motivations as organic or... Uh, stimulation from the brain, we're missing a huge part of the human experience. Yes, because we are also led by subliminal promotion, publicity, as they quote here in an article saying that when they sell wines in the winery, if they, they put French music, the French wine is sold. If they put, they play, uh, German music, the German, German wine is, is sold, but this is just the tip of the iceberg of something much, much bigger, much more complex. And now going back to this bombing of Boston, the Boston bombing, and the, and, and see what happens afterwards. And, and seeing what happened afterwards, you will know the intention and what is behind this bombing. So you will know after a, a while, what happened? Like the September 11, what happened inside the United States after that? All freedom was taken away, yeah. intentionally yeah. taken away. Bush so, got more power. 
So what is this patriotic act? What does have have to do with patriotism? It's taking away. It's what, taking away the patriotic feelings yeah, of what people. What the country was founded on freedoms and and rights. Yeah. Taking so away. you see the the um, cynicism of this, and so if you are afraid to see more, to look more in depth, to have full consciousness or total consciousness or plain consciousness or whatever, you have to have guts to look and see what are the true reasons behind of this. And many Americans are totally scared of seeing what is happening in their country and what is what their country is bringing the world to. So in order to have courage to look and to see the primal causes of everything, one must have the courage to see our own primal causes of everything. And one of my classes, I was explaining that since the Abraham times, when Abraham... Uh, no, not, not Abraham and, Lincoln, but... <laughs> no, the Jews and those peoples, the promised land yes. and the promised paradise for these people and the people of God and, and Moses bringing the, the Ten Commandments... Why so many years and thousands of years and nothing happens? Why? Is it a lie? Or people do not fully accept to put in practice what was told in the simple Ten Commandments. And the reason this happens is because we are upside down in our ethics. We don't want goodness, we are against all these Ten Commandments. That's why they perform all these Ten Sins in hidden places, when they are hidden from other people or when they are like in a group. But you can't do this in the open. So they, in order to perform all these actions against life and goodness and beauty and truth. If you are going against your fellow man, if you are going against God, if you are going against life, you have to masquerade this. You cannot do this in an, like at open and mm. being accepted yeah. so that what is happening. And if we want to think about how this can, can be perpetrated, this kind of activity you're talking about, then we have to look at the unconsciousness of the human being yes. who doesn't want to see. Yeah, 95% <laughs> unconscious. So yeah. how come humanity is living 95% unconscious of their inner reasons? Great question. And this Mlodinov good contribution is to see and to prove that human brains presently is just functioning 5% of their capacity. Yeah. So this is dangerous because people act like animals, unconscious animals. Sure. And you know, I think we could say that we human beings know, we have consciousness of, of what is correct because when we see, even in these kinds of horrible events, when we see heroism like the firemen and these yeah. kinds of people going there and yeah. helping people, we feel these guys are the heroes because they are doing mm -hmm. the behavior which is to help other people. Now, we don't have to wait for crisis to help other people. This is so obvious. But it's inside the human spirit to help, to contribute. So when we don't create a society based on helping and supporting, we are totally going against who we are in essence. Yes. And this is making us sick and, and crazy. And this is so, so natural, so instinctive, yes. Richard. I know, Claudia. This is so instinctive. This is, the, this is our natural structure. We, yes. don't, we are not speaking about religion here. 
We are not speaking about theology. What we can say is that our human structure, natural structure, was supposed to be good, beautiful, and truthful. And this is scientific. And if we are not, we create diseases. Mental, organic, social, it's not working. It's really not working. Come on, we have to open up our eyes to open and to have plain consciousness. We have to have full consciousness, to have courage to see the full truth. Because if we don't, we will not have future in front of us. So everybody's feeling that something is really, really wrong, but they are not courageous enough to stop a little bit and start questioning. What is behind this? So people say, look where the money is, and then you will know where the criminal is. Follow the money, sure. Follow the money. Or follow the results, what the results are from these actions. If you see the results... You will know the intentions. And going back to what Jesus said in his time, see the fruits and you will know the quality of the tree, what the tree is. So see the fruits. So this is so simple, so logical. Yeah, but we don't pay attention to it. We don't. It's it's so incredible. And and in in Kepi's work, you can see that uh, he talked in his book, Liberation of the People, about calling on all of us to bring about the greatest revolution that mankind has ever experienced, to turn society around, to disinvert it. And we must do this uh, having consciousness and full consciousness. And so, so some people say, where do we have to go? Do we need to hit the bottom and learn from suffering and, and, and pain? I say, my God, suffering and pain never brings consciousness. Never, ever. In itself. Because if it would, people in, in the slums, they would be more wise. Yeah. Criminals inside prisons, they should be more ethical and more yeah. virtuous. Yeah. And, and what we see is that from suffering, a lot of suffering can come as a consequence. And in, like, have, like endure, endure, endure more and more and more suffering. So what we see is that some people... For some inner choice or reason, they can accept consciousness and this inner voice of ethics and say, come on, now you have to change. So this is this inner call from consciousness and from goodness that can change people. Which the greatest human beings have always called upon. You don't need to suffer in order to be wise. This is a total inversion. Jesus didn't have to die on the cross in order to save us. He had to die because of us, not because of him, of his choice. He chose to be loyal to God and to humanity and to love. But if we were not so criminal, he would never have to endure what he he had to. So this is something that goes on and on with other virtuous people. They didn't have to be sacrificed in order to be heroes. They were heroes because of what they did of good. And the sacrifice is a, like a, a stain on humanity and, and the deeds of criminals. Beautiful what you said. I often say to my students, students say, oh, but I had to go through that experience in order to learn something. I say, but when you started that experience, didn't you have a voice inside that told you, oop, be careful here. Look yeah, out. Before, <laughs> before. Before anything. Yeah, but you ignored that, and then you go through the situation where you end up in huge pain, and now suddenly 
you have now you have to change because other this uh, either and this or die. And if this would be always like this, that pain or suffering would bring consciousness. Humanity would be now in in its uh, most yeah. yeah incredible. We all these wars, all this suffering, all this killing, all this criminality, all this in, insensitivity, insane behavior, insane psychopathic didn't? behavior. Yeah. What is this for? What is this for? <laughs> it's as if we would say, no, Satan is useful or evil is useful. It's not. I can tell you, evil is never, ever useful for anything. It's totally useless. Evil is always useless. And we never get to goodness by going through evil. Yeah. So, so it's not necessary for you to have a back pain in order to have a good Good back to care, afterwards. Care you don't for your have health, to, yeah. to break your leg in order to have a healthy leg. You don't need to have a noser in order to have a healthy stomach afterwards. This is totally insane. This is totally inverted. So I'm enthusiastic today because I find my God when humanity is going to wake up and accept to know the true deeper causes of everything. You don't need a religion. Just use your brains properly. And can I tell you, you will find much support in the work of Norberto Kepi in this regard. If you are prepared to be brave, yeah, to investigate like this is required, if you <laughs> are prepared to be brave, yes, uh, there is much work that can help you in our radio programs, television programs, and books. So please do search out that kind of thing. And we have our conference coming up in, in July where people can get more information and really start to feel how they can be part of this new consciousness And in the to world. understand why they don't want to be part of it and understand why they reject the good part of life and, and understand their rejection also for, uh, for something that could really make the difference because everybody must understand that they don't want to make a difference. They are very satisfied in their destruction. I'm sorry to say that, but this is the truth. Why we reject the good part of life. Yeah, that's a tough one to see. But this is what psychological science is showing us today. That we're all involved in some way in creating the problems we see in the world. We explore this in myriad ways on our Stop Radio Network at stopradio.org or available through the free TuneIn app for your smartphone. As always, we'd love to hear from you about this stuff. Jones at stop.org.br. Thinking with Somebody Else's Head is a production of the International Society of Analytical Trilogy in Sao Paulo, Brazil. Until next time, I'm Richard Lloyd-Jones. <laughs>